is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. going on guys thank you so very much for joining me right here on off the script this is your monday night raw post show for april 24th 2023 i'm your host jd from new york as always coming to you live from the ots venue thank you guys so very much for joining me on your monday evenings wherever you may be we're gonna be going down to my mother's basement in just a little bit man it's the great thing about having multiple designs you know I could be anywhere. I could be in the fucking beer garden, man. We're going to be in the beer garden soon. But the weather in New York City doesn't want to break 60 degrees. So uh, I'm kind of sad about that. But we'll be going down to my mother's basement in just a little bit, man. We, we, we got business to talk about. I really, I really don't know where to start because when shit like this happens, my mind is kind of all over the place. It's fun But my mind is kind of all over the place. First of all, tonight's show, there were reports about Vince McMahon changing the entire script tonight. Now, if there's anybody anywhere who knows what a Vince McMahon show and a Triple H show feels like, it is me. Tonight, even though we got the reports that Vince McMahon changed this and changed that and blow up the whole fucking show, and usually one great way to check what's going on with Monday Night Raw and who's in charge, because, you know, no matter what anybody else says, it's very easy to decipher what a Triple H show and a Vince McMahon show is. All you need to do is go to WWE.com. If you see nothing up there but the main thing that they're going to do on the show tonight, more than likely the script is still being written. And then if the script is still being written, it's Vince McMahon because Triple H, I mean, me and a lot of other people, man, we dove headfirst into that black and gold pool. I mean, Triple H had fucking booking laid out for weeks. It's unlike him to do that. Now, granted, his shows have not been perfect. The women's division fucking sucks. And I'm not going to pin all of everything that's bad on Vince McMahon, but... Tonight's Monday Night Raw, even though the report said that Vince McMahon blew up the show, it didn't really feel like a Vince McMahon show. Like, you saw what happened on the show, and you could kind of pinpoint, yeah, that's a Vince move, or that's a Vince move, but it wasn't entirely a Vince McMahon show. So the reports about him changing shit, I honestly feel were heavily fabricated if you, want, if you want to believe that, I mean, coming out of my mouth, I mean, everybody says Vince McMahon's dancing around in my brain. You know, I can't get Vince McMahon off the mind, J.D. Okay, uh, so the report says Vince McMahon changed finishes on several matches tonight. If that's the most he did, I mean, who gives a shit? It's one week before the draft. None of this is going to matter come Friday. With some changes to how they got to the finish of certain matches, and in other cases, the actual finish of the matches were changed The match between the Street Profits and Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin was added to the show after Vince McMahon's changes. 
So I looked at that, and, and you know, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander haven't been on the fucking show in, in, in months. All of a sudden, they show up like Omos did on the road to WrestleMania. Like, what are you doing here, bro? Like, that's a Vince McMahon movie. He's like, ah, oh, these guys are still employed. Let's use them, pal. So it's one of those deals. I, let, let's get them on the show. I, I immediately thought that was a Vince McMahon change. It was reported also a number of segments with female talents were cut from the show. That would include a backstage segment that was planned with Candice LeRae and Piper Niven. Now, this is the second time that Vince McMahon changed something with Candice LeRae and Piper Niven, man. Third time's the charm. Third time, and you're out of there like Marcel Ozuna on the Braves. I still don't know why the fucking guy's employed. Get him the fuck out of here. Goodbye. Honestly, Candice LeRae and Piper Niven, man, second time that they got axed from the show. Not a good sign at all for both of those ladies and the women's division. There reportedly was another segment cut that involved Adam Pearce, Sonya Deville, and another female talent. The decision to cut that segment was reportedly made so that they can spend more time setting up the six-man tag team match with Damage Control, Bianca Belair, Raquel Rodriguez, and Liv Morgan. It is interesting, like I said, LeRae and Niven were cut because they were also cut last minute from the Raw after WrestleMania, coincidentally, which was also run completely by Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon was backstage and running that show. He was not backstage tonight running this show at all. And he was running this show remotely per the reports. But I, I don't know what had happened. Now, Now, granted, the show wasn't good by any means, but it didn't feel terrible. It didn't feel like it was a complete disaster like Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania was. And I do feel that Vince did have some changes. And I really hope, I really hope that Triple H put his fucking foot down and said, fuck this shit. You know, this is my show. You're over here changing shit. I got no fucking show by 7.30. You're changing shit for the sake of changing shit. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, where are you? Why aren't you home fucking doing something else but what, running the show? I mean, what, what else do you got to ruin? So I do feel that Monday Night Raw wasn't completely sabotaged by Vince McMahon. So let me get that out of the way. I wanted to get that out of the way. It didn't feel like the Raw after WrestleMania tonight. Not even close. The other big thing that happened tonight, before we get into the other big thing that Triple H talked about tonight, CM Punk. What a fucking Monday this was, man. CM Punk was reportedly backstage at Monday Night Raw and was asked to leave remotely by Vince McMahon. Now, PW Insider is reporting that CM Punk was backstage for a bit tonight before Raw. That's a surprise given that Punk and WWE have not been on good terms. It's amazing how this man stayed away from WWE for seven years. Every time WWE goes to Chicago, every single year, you didn't hear a fucking peep from CM Punk. You only heard CM Punk chants in the arena. Seven years away, and tonight... Months before he comes back to AEW, he's backstage at WWE Raw. Everybody went ballistic over this on social media. He was there for a bit. It was a surprise given that he hasn't been on good terms. He left the company in 2014, and Punk is believed to be returning to AEW in June on the debut of their new show, Collision, on TNT. Now, the only WWE-related thing that Punk has done since 2014 was a backstage show called 
WWE backstage on Fox Sports, but Punk was hired by Fox, paid by Fox, and WWE had nothing to do with that. PW Insider stated that Punk briefly saw Triple H the first time that they had uh, seen each other since 2014. Additionally, Punk met with reportedly The Miz and was outside and actually filmed with Tamina Snuka and then asked to leave the premises. One source stated that the belief is that he was asked to leave by Vince McMahon remotely and more than likely because he was under contract with AEW. Now, several reports stated that this was nothing more than a publicity stunt and a troll, and he's getting people to talk about him because of his return to AEW on June 17th for this new show, AEW Collision, where there is supposed to be a hard split of the rosters, and CM Punk will be the star of that show, and it will be centered around CM Punk. You know, uh, a lot of people went, went crazy with this, man. I, I already I, I already seen and heard the Wrestle Geeks type, typing up their fucking scripts for uh, their YouTube videos tomorrow. CM Punk leaves AEW. He's joining WWE secret meeting with Triple H. Fuck out of here. Give me a break. Del- Dave Meltzer just reported that AEW is slated to make somewhere in the ballpark of $50 million because of CM Punk's involvement with their new show, which I'm sure CM Punk is going to get a cut of. You mean to tell me that this man is going to blatantly sabotage everything he's done to get back to AEW because he wanted to show up on Monday Night Raw and join the fucking company? Give me a break. The guy was probably just killing time. He had a reservation at a beautiful Italian restaurant with April, and he had some fucking time to kill. And he said, you know what, honey? I'm going to bullshit with The Miz. I got some apologies to hand out. Apparently, Matt, Nick, and Kenny want my fucking apology. Being that I'm here, let me go apologize to the fucking Miz. Let me go apologize to Paul. That's all it was. I mean, holy fucking shit, people. Do you really need to cling onto everything to make it a fucking headline? That's how you lose viewership. That's how you lose viewers in what you're doing here. It was nothing more than a publicity stunt. That's all it was. And more than likely, he had time to kill and probably went about his fucking evening with his wife and Larry, who's a beautiful dog, by the way. Jesse, lovely dog, lovely specimen, is uh, Larry the dog, man, handsome. Handsome, I'd say. I'd take Larry if CM Punk had uh, Larry breed. I'd take, a, I'd take a Larry child, to be honest with you. And then I'd give another one to Jesse so that he's bound to such a beautiful specimen for the next 20 years. Anyway, so that's that. Punk is in Chicago. And by the way, Punk, I don't know if you realize this. I don't know if you realize this, man. Punk lives in Chicago. I don't know who would want to. Your pizza sucks, and it's a crime-ridden shithole. But he loves it there, and there you go. CM Punk is not joining WWE. The other big thing that happened tonight is the unveiling of a world championship. A world championship has been created. I already see... The rumblings and the mumblings online about who's going to win it, 
why it's being made, this and that, this and that, this and that. If Jesse had beef with Larry, then I have beef with Jesse. Well, well, let me tell you something, Destiny. Jesse has a major beef with Larry. You're going to have to take that up with him. You're going to have to take that up with Jesse, you're in big fucking trouble now, bro. You are in serious shit, okay? It's fucking, I don't even know why you see, I don't even know why I employ him, man. I think I may fire him on Wednesday nights. I already hear the rumblings of everything that's going on with this world championship. I genuinely, I'm, I'm a man of so many words when it comes to this type of shit, man. You know, when, when I'm away from this environment, I have nothing to say, man. I'm to myself, I'm very quiet. And I'm laid back. When I come here, I have so much to say. And tonight, I I don't have a lot to say at all in regards to this. I'm just very confused. Triple H unveiled a new world championship tonight. It is the World Heavyweight Championship. The World Heavyweight Championship. It looks like WWE wanted to go back on tradition and create the World Heavyweight Championship Reborn in 2023. It looks like a mix of the North American Championship in NXT and the World Heavyweight Championship. Big Gold had a fucking baby and this was born. The WWE World Heavyweight Championship in 2023. Triple H kicked off the second hour of the show on Monday Night Raw to make a huge announcement. Corey Graves described it before Triple H even got out there saying that it would rock the foundation of WWE. Triple H says that he wants to ensure that WWE is all that it could be for generations going forward. Triple H then said that Roman Reigns negotiated into his contract that he would wrestle less and defend his titles less often. Triple H said that Reigns will take the undisputed universal championship with him in the WWE draft, but the other brand will determine a new champion. So whichever brand Roman Reigns ends up on, which more than likely will be SmackDown, because Fox is not going to let Roman Reigns go. He's the only reason why there's ratings over there. And the bloodline is the only reason why there are ratings over there. Whichever brand Roman Reigns is not on, the other brand, obviously Raw, will get the World Heavyweight Championship. This champion will be decided on May 27th. At Night of Champions, a new World Heavyweight Champion will be crowned, and that person will defend anywhere, any place, anytime, all over the world, says Triple H. Now, first of all, the title looks fucking stunning. Just going to get that out there. The, the, the The title looks gorgeous. I don't know why anybody has a problem with the way the title looks. I mean, we all wanted WWE to create something a little bit less obtrusive and fucking lame as their big logo belts. Every belt in the fucking company looks the same. The IC title looks great. It looks different than everything else. The WWE championships spread across the fucking company outside the Intercontinental title were all branded with the WWE logo front and center. The only thing that changed were the straps of the titles. Blue for SmackDown, red for Raw, or black in this case for the WWE title. The Universal title was red before it got shifted over to SmackDown. Two white strapped titles with blue faceplates for SmackDown and red faceplates for Raw. I mean, it's fucking lame. The tag team championships look okay, but that's another story for a different day. I don't know why we have two fucking tag team championships 
I've been saying this since 2016. Just get rid of the tag team championships. Give me one championship title and merge the divisions. So they are not going to go about that yet. There's still uh, hope for the future, but the WWE right now is looking at three world championships. Seen some people like the title design. Seen some people not like the title design on Monday Night Raw. Uh, I don't really see the problem with it. You knew WWE was going to have the WWE logo front and center right on the nameplate because it's all about image. It's all about the brand and the logo. It needs to be front and center. I appreciate Triple H wanting to do something different here, and you can see in the design of the title where his morals lie, where his, his feelings lie in all this. You could see in the design of the title where Triple H wants to go. And I don't really understand how people don't see this. And I'm not being a Triple H ass kisser. I'm not, you know, defending Triple H. He's not perfect. He hasn't been perfect on the main roster. But the design of the title is definitely something that Triple H had a hand in because you see where it is a title that looks like it's going to be rich in history. It looks like a throwback to the old school, and that's what Triple H is all about. Now, nobody knows what's going to happen here. Nobody knows who's going to win this title. Nobody knows if there's going to be a tournament. Nobody knows how this is going to be determined. We will know when Friday comes and we get to SmackDown and we see who goes where first. There's two days of the draft. SmackDown on Friday, Raw on next Monday. My initial problem with this title is that WWE has three world championships. Now, I said in my tweet, you're not going to like what I'm going to have to say. Three world championships is fucking ridiculous. I don't give a shit who you are or what you think. Three, that's what WWE has right now. That's what they have right now. They have three world championships. You have the World Heavyweight Championship, which is going to the brand that doesn't include Roman Reigns. And you have Roman Reigns holding the Universal Championship and the WWE Championship. Now, people had to correct me. People had to correct me on Twitter because I initially thought that Roman Reigns was going to be stripped of the WWE Championship and that the WWE title was going back to Monday Night Raw. In this case, this. And this was the new WWE Championship. Then people corrected me and said, no, 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 J.D., you got it all, you're confused. You got it all wrong. This is the World Heavyweight Championship. You mean the WWE World Heavyweight Championship? No, 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 the World Heavyweight Championship. It's big gold done all over again. Like, what? Why, Why are we doing big gold when we have the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship? Three World Championship titles. The only way this is going to work and the way that I see it playing out is the Universal Championship ultimately is going to have to be retired. There's no no fucking way that the WWE is going to have a company exist without the World Championship, without the WWE Championship. The Universal Championship only has seven years of lineage. Why would anybody think the WWE is going to keep seven years of the Universal title 
over the WWE Championship, which is 50-plus years of lineage. This is why I was so confused. I'm like, is Roman Reigns being stripped? Is the WWE title going back to Monday Night Raw? Is this the new WWE Championship? The the only way this will work, because three championships is fucking ridiculous, is for the universal title, when Roman Reigns loses it, to be retired. That's it. And you know it is not out of the realm of possibility because Roman Reigns reaching a 1,000 days with the Universal Championship, probably more than that, no one will come close to breaking that record, and WWE will seal that shit in a vault, and it will never be broken. Roman Reigns will retire as the longest reigning Universal Champion of all time, never to have another champion ever again. That's exactly where they're going with this. That's exactly where they're going with this. The other, the other reason... I don't like this. And I am such a stickler for doing things right, passing it on, passing what you've done on to somebody else. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but there is no way right now, maybe my opinion will change as we get deeper into this and we see what they do with the championship and who Roman Reigns eventually challenges for that championship on his side. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I feel WWE right now with three world championships is looking at this championship. The the feel of this championship is almost as if it's a consolation prize for somebody else to win because they can't beat Roman. Because Roman is untouchable. Because there is nobody in that company that WWE deems worthy enough to beat Roman right now. It is very difficult for me to sit here and think anything else, but this is a third-rate fucking prize. It's almost as if you go to the fucking carnival and you win some fucking stuffed animal, right? Oh, you didn't win the big one. You didn't win the big one. You didn't win the medium one, but here you go, man. Here's a little small prize for it. It feels like that. Not good enough to win the Universal Championship. Not good enough to win the WWE Championship. But here you go. Here's a new championship remade for you because you're not the guy to beat Roman Reigns. And we don't really want to beat Roman Reigns. I I, I don't know how anybody is not going to feel that way. You're going to look at the Universal Championship and the WWE Championship being held by Roman Reigns in what way? Is your opinion of those championships going to change now because we got a pretty new sparkly belt that WWE's already put on fucking shop for everybody to buy? Oh my God, we got a new championship. It doesn't fucking matter what the championship looks like. It doesn't matter what Triple H says. It doesn't matter how you feel. And it doesn't matter who fucking wins the championship. There is no championship greater than the ones Roman Reigns are holding right now. So no matter who wins it, no matter when it happens, where it happens, it will be second rate. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but the title is already beneath the one Roman Reigns is holding. Why? Look at what Roman Reigns has done for three years. So what do we do? What do we do? Who wins the title? Seth Rollins could win it. 
Seth Rollins will be a world champion like everybody wants him to, but he's not going to be Roman Reigns. He's not going to beat Roman Reigns. What difference does it make? There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If Cody Rhodes wins the World Heavyweight Championship, will he finish the story? Yeah, but he won't be the man because whoever beats Roman will be the man. That's the only thing that matters in this company right now. Roman Reigns is the champion. You should want to beat Roman Reigns. Finn Balor, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Damian Priest, Whoever else you want to put in that slot as a world champion, Bobby Lashley, it doesn't, Gunther, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whoever wins the World Heavyweight Championship will be second place. That's it. And that's the penalty WWE has to pay by putting the championships on Roman Reigns for three years. Not one championship at a thousand days. They gave him both the WWE and the Universal Championship without a fucking plan in place on who's going to take it off of him and when and where. I'm sorry. Second rate. Doesn't matter. The other problem that I have, I was so vehemently against Cody Rhodes winning the World Championships at WrestleMania. This was my campaign on my road to WrestleMania. This is what I preached for weeks while I got chastised and crucified over what I said. I was right. And Road Dog, who's in creative, put out something who said the same fucking thing. Cody Rhodes needed a little bit more adversity. How many people shit on me for saying Cody didn't deserve it? He didn't. I mean, just open your fucking eyes. You think Vince McMahon, who's at the higher level of creative, is going to give the WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship, the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship, to Cody Rhodes on his first try, knowing where he worked before he came to the WWE? You think that Vince McMahon was going to give the WWE Universal Championships to Cody Rhodes when he was an EVP for Tony Khan on his first try? I mean, whoa, you must be new here, bro. You really must be new here. No way. Absolutely no way. 
He did nothing on the road to WrestleMania to deserve it. People were hyping, oh, yeah, yeah, Hell in a Cell. Oh, yeah, Torn Pack. Oh, yeah, Stardust. Oh, yeah, Dusty. The fuck are you talking about? I'm sorry. Cody Rhodes has been away for seven fucking years. You want me to give, you want to give him the championship because of X, Y, Z that happened fucking how many years ago? Tell the story now for Cody. I don't give a fuck what he did as Stardust. Oh, Stardust was the struggle. No, it wasn't. Stardust was the struggle then. I need the struggle now. And now he didn't struggle. Shit on for my opinion. All these people now are going to love what I have to say. Was this the best course of action for WWE to split the titles? I don't know. Seems like it's a split decision. People are happy that there's a world championship like this. World heavyweight championship. Remodel big gold. Some people are going to love it. I have my reservations. I have my questions. I'm always going to go back and say, well, was this the best choice Was this the best course of action here? Let's go back to WrestleMania. Let's go back to WrestleMania. If WWE knew, and there were reports that Triple H wanted to eliminate the Universal Championship, Triple H wanted to rid the WWE of the Universal Championship, he was in favor of bringing back Big Gold. I know that was a report. I read it, we talked about it weeks ago. Looking back at WrestleMania now, if WWE knew and they had this belt made, this wasn't made yesterday, they had this shit made. This this shit was made before WrestleMania. This wasn't something that was conjured up fucking two weeks ago. If WWE knew that they wanted a new world heavyweight championship, why didn't they have Cody Rhodes beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania Give the fans what they wanted then. Not saying that it would have been right. Why didn't WWF Cody Rhodes win the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania and then split the titles and then split the championships? Has anybody asked that question? Looking at what they did tonight and looking at what they did at WrestleMania Does it sit well with you now? Because I have questions. Now looking back at the WrestleMania main event and the outcome that it was, was it the right decision? I don't know, man. I'm a little bit more leaning towards Cody Rhodes winning the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania if this was the fucking road that you wanted to go down. If you were going to unveil a World Heavyweight Championship and you knew you were going to unveil a World Heavyweight Championship, why didn't you split the championships like you did tonight in the more logical way by giving Cody Rhodes the win at WrestleMania and then dropping the Universal Championship? If your ultimate goal was to have a World Heavyweight Championship that resembled big gold and a WWE Championship, why didn't you just do it like that? Because the way I see it, like I talked about 15 minutes ago, when Roman Reigns loses to whoever he loses to, there will be no universal champion after Roman Reigns. It stops with him. Don't know why they did that. I don't know why. Additionally, 
with the unveiling of a third world championship. Whoever beats Roman Reigns, the moment that Roman Reigns loses is now tarnished. Because for years, we had to live three years with Roman Reigns holding a championship and then he was given the WWE Championship and then it was spawned off to be called the Universal, Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship. Whoever beats Roman Reigns now, that moment is now tarnished because there is a second world champion and WWE should have made it like fucking Hyrule, where Link travels to fucking Hyrule Castle, slays Ganondorf, and the dark fucking cloud over Hyrule dissipates, and the fucking blue skies are shown once again. That's what it should have been. That's basically Cody, who's a big Zelda fan, should have should have been Link. Roman should have been his Ganondorf. That should have been the way it should have been. Whoever beats Roman now, that moment is now gone. It's tarnished. It will still be important, but now it's tarnished because we already have a world champion on the other brand. If they did it the way that it should have been, then Roman Roman should have been slayed and then the championships should have been split. Again, again, it's too late now. It's too late now. What are we going to do? They made their decision, and their decision is a World Heavyweight Championship on Monday Night Raw. Who wins it? Who wins it? I was so confused about what Triple H had unveiled tonight. Is it out of the realm of possibility for Roman Reigns? Because let's be real. If, if we're doing a draft... If we're conducting a draft and the number one draft pick isn't Roman Reigns, is it really a legitimate draft? I mean, give me a break. Roman Reigns is going to be drafted to SmackDown. That's where he's going. Fox is never going to let go of Roman Reigns. Does Cody Rhodes get drafted to SmackDown with Roman Reigns? That's the other question I have. Does Cody Rhodes get drafted to SmackDown with Roman Reigns? I'm 50-50 on it. On one hand, I could see it happen. On the other hand, does WWE realistically want to draft number one and number two to SmackDown? Roman Reigns is the biggest prize in WWE. He's the number one draft pick in the draft. He's the most important figure in in the business, in the industry right now. It ends with him. He goes number one. Does Cody go to SmackDown? Do you legitimately put your number one heel and your number one babyface on the same brand? Or does WWE give Roman Reigns SmackDown and Cody Rhodes Raw and they are both champions on their respective brand? It's a possibility. It's a possibility. It could happen. I was a little little against it at first. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen them going to the same brand. Then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, maybe there is a big chance that that could be the direction that they go. The reason I say this is because if you're Cody Rhodes, honestly, if you're Cody Rhodes, he has already mentioned that he is back 
for the WWE Championship. If you are not back, especially with what happened at WrestleMania, I mean, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense. This is why I'm thinking about it now. Maybe, maybe Cody does go to SmackDown with Roman. It doesn't make any sense coming out of WrestleMania for him to then, you know what? Fuck Roman. We're going to go after this other title and we're going to be second best. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. So now I'm sitting here telling you, if Cody isn't drafted to the same brand as Roman, it doesn't make any sense. If I'm Cody Rhodes, I want nothing to do with this championship. I want nothing to do with the World Heavyweight Championship. Why? Because Cody didn't come here to be second best. Cody came here to be number one. Cody came here to win the WWE Championship. That was his mission statement. That was his goal. That was his failure at WrestleMania. If you put him in a situation to go get the World Heavyweight Championship that was created tonight, is he truly finishing the story? No. No. He's only admitting, hey, I'm Cody Rhodes, second best in WWE. So I do feel Cody's going to SmackDown. I honestly feel Cody's going to SmackDown and Cody will be winning that championship. I'm still predicting Cody to win that championship at SummerSlam. And then at that point, Cody's the WWE champion. Monday Night Raw has their World Heavyweight Championship and the Universal title is fucking eliminated. Gone, vaulted, nobody will ever touch that title again. And the two championships that we have are the WWE and World Heavyweight Championships. And we can live harmoniously with once again having championships at the top of the card on Raw, and on SmackDown. So who wins the World Heavyweight Championship? Again, it depends on who gets drafted to Monday Night Raw. There is no better choice for the World Heavyweight Championship than Seth Rollins. If Seth Rollins doesn't win the World Heavyweight Championship, what the fuck are we doing? Seriously. This man has given you the last two years... You could probably go back even further than that. Two years this man has given you. I'm just going to say two years. It's probably been longer than that. Two years this man has been the absolute most selfless individual in this entire company. He has had to fucking sit back and watch everybody else win titles and be number one, and he has to sit there and be the supporting guy, and he has to sit there and be the bench player while Roman is fucking holding both championships hostage. He's got to sit back, and he's got to put Cody over, not once, not twice, three times, and even in the most ridiculous situation where Cody basically had half of his body out of commission with a torn pec. Seth Rollins gave himself to put everybody else over around him. While he, at the same time, elevated his character. Some of you might not like it. Some of you might not like the outlandish outfits and the glasses and the big fucking pomp and pageantry of, uh, of Seth Rollins. He's gotten himself over. He's the biggest baby face next to Cody Rhodes in the entire company. And Seth Rollins has put on banger after banger after banger after banger. You call up Seth Rollins. This is the type of guy Seth Rollins is. Vince could call up Seth Rollins. Hey, Seth, we're going to need you to go in there and uh, give this guy a five-star match every single fucking time. They trusted him enough 
to get Logan Paul over in his first WrestleMania match? What else does the guy have to do for you to say, enough is enough, I deserve a world championship? It's time. Enough beating around the fucking bush. It's time. The only problem I have with Seth Rollins, and this is not mainly with Seth Rollins, this is more with the fans, because WWE and babyfaces, same thing in AEW. I'm not excusing Tony Khan from this either. He can't book babyfaces for, for, for shit at all. Neither can WWE. They dropped the ball on McIntyre. They dropped the ball on Rollins before that, big time. They dropped the ball on Bray Wyatt. They can't book babyfaces at all. The only problem I have with Seth Rollins is that will the fans still feel the same way about Seth Rollins now when he wins the world championship? Will Seth Rollins be the apple of everyone's eye as the world champion? Will he be as over as he is now as the world champion? Only time will tell. Or will fans get bored of Seth Rollins? Will fans turn on Seth Rollins Will he not feel the same as world champion? Because at the end of the day, I feel like Rollins is the world champion uncrowned. But at the end of the day, I feel like Rollins is a better chase than he is a champion. And that's something that we're going to have to fix. There are a ton of guys in this company that can win the world championship. Ton of guys. Edge, AJ Styles, Randy Orton. uh, You name it. Finn Balor. Whoever's getting called up from the draft. This is a big deal. And I said what I said about the World Heavyweight Championship. And I'm sticking to that. Everything that I said about the World Championship, this is the shit that I was thinking during the show. Three World Championships. Not really a good look for the company. Looking back at it, did they they now make the right decision coming out of WrestleMania? I don't think they did now. Because if your plan was to split the world championships like you did tonight or add another world championship like you did tonight, why didn't you do it in the traditional sense by having Cody beat Roman and then split the championships, giving us a world heavyweight title like you did tonight and the WWE title moves over to the other brand via the WWE draft? Is Cody moving over to SmackDown to go chase Roman? I hope that's the case because if not, then nothing makes sense here. And we know Vince McMahon changed it up and changed his mind on who's going to beat Roman. But there is nobody in the company worth it for Roman Reigns. It's Cody or Bust. It's not anybody else. It's not Seth. It's not Gunther. It's not Braun Breaker. It's not anybody but Cody Rhodes. Not anybody but Cody Rhodes. So at this point, Cody absolutely has to move over to SmackDown. Otherwise, the story doesn't make sense. How do we get this world champion crowned? How do we get this world champion crowned? Now, Night of Champions obviously is being built around Roman Reigns, 1,000 days, and now crowning this new world heavyweight champion. WWE's now made a Saudi Arabia show. Absolutely must see to what's going on right now with their product. I hope things change during the draft. I hope we get a slew of NXT call-ups. I hope we get rosters that are drastically different than what we see now. And I hope we get fresh shows on Monday and Friday. I want championships to be a pivotal part of what WWE does on television. And I hope this is the start of that. Night of Champions was supposed to be King of the Ring. 
king and queen of the ring. WWE might have canceled those for obvious reasons. Now we know we have a world championship and Roman Reigns is chasing 1,000 days. WWE might have put on the back burner right now, king and queen of the ring, and we will still get a tournament, but a tournament that will crown the world's heavyweight champion, which will probably get started on Monday Night Raw next week, to be quite honest with you. I hope that it does. I mean, you're going to get a brand new roster, or if not next week, the week after that. You're going to have a brand new roster, fresh names, fresh matchups, and a tournament of eight solid guys, and the finals conclude at Night of Champions. That's the way to go about it. I don't want a battle royal. I don't want a gauntlet. I don't want a fatal four-way tournament. An eight-man tournament with every single match being just as important as the last one. That's what needs to be. You got rid of King of the Ring. The King of the Ring was supposed to be the tournament to crown a number one contender for any world championship in the company. Now you got a world championship on the line and a tournament that's going to replace the King of the Ring. It should be just as prestigious as what you were going to do with the King of the Ring. Simple. Simple. Do I like the idea? Yes and no. Do I think the title looks fantastic? Absolutely. I think it's gorgeous. Could WWE have done this a lot better than what they did tonight? I got some fucking questions, man. I really got some questions. Do I feel this takes away from Roman Reigns and who beats Roman Reigns? Example, if Cody beats Roman now, does it take away from Cody? It absolutely does. It absolutely does. Because Roman was the only guy at the top of the mountain. Now you're going to have somebody else on the other brand who was sitting around waiting while Triple H just created this new title out of thin air instead of Cody being the one to vanquish the dark cloud in Roman Reigns to get the ball moving on splitting the titles and getting both brands back to normalcy. Yes, it does take away from who beats Roman Reigns. I'm very up and down on it, very iffy on it. But at the end of the day, it's going to make WWE television a lot more intriguing. Monday Night Raw finally has a world championship at the top of the card. And more opportunities are going to be available for guys like a Seth Rollins, a Finn Balor, an AJ Styles, an Edge, a Drew McIntyre. Guys like that that have no world championship to fight for because WWE tied them up on Roman Reigns. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be very interesting as we move on into the Night of Champions pay-per-view. Thank you guys very much for joining me on the podcast, man. You know what? I think we'll stay here tonight. I think we'll stay upstairs. I think we'll stay in the OTS venue. I miss the regular venue. I I, I miss the original venue, man. We are going to be in the beer garden sooner or later, man. Memorial Day weekend, I think we'll be back in the beer garden, man. And you know, I love the beer garden. If you guys enjoyed the uh, open to this show, please make sure you hit that thumbs up. We got 947 likes on the live stream right now, man. We need 52 more likes from what I see right now. 948. We need uh, 50. We need 50 and even 50 for 1,000. Can we get there? Can we get there for 1,000, man? Appreciate you guys very much. Let me uh, know what you think of the entire 
situation with the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. If you guys want to, go check out all the other content on the channel. There is plenty of it. Go check it out all on the homepage for you. Tonight's show sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped.com, code SCRIPT20 at checkout. You guys are going to get 20% off and free shipping. As always, Super Chats are open. Get them on in. We'll hang out at the end of the show. Memberships are open. Always accepting applications to the VIP club. Get them on in. We'll hang out at the end of the show. Go over all the new members. Go over the Super Chats. You guys know the drill. And that's basically all I got. Honestly, that's all I got, man. Appreciate you guys for uh, hanging out with me tonight. Man, oh, man, we lost uh, we lost 1,000 viewers, man. I guess all you guys wanted to, to hear me talk about was the world championship. Right? Hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys uh, walked away with something uh, positive there. And here we are, back to a normal Monday Night Raw. Let's start at the top, man, with Monday Night Raw. There were uh, a couple other happenings on the show, but nothing really big. Nothing really uh, too crazy on Monday Night Raw. Cody Rhodes started the show. Cody's in Chicago. Mega over in Chicago's Cody Rhodes. He asked Chicago what they want to talk about. He says he could talk about the WWE draft, where he could be sent to SmackDown or stay right here on Raw. He says he could also talk with them about the unenviable task of slaying Brock Lesnar at Backlash. He says it was ironic, given his history of success in combat sports, that he attacked him from behind. And we saw what happened with Lesnar and Cody Rhodes from three weeks ago, which, by the way, we still have zero explanation for as to why Brock Lesnar attacked Cody Rhodes. I'm assuming people don't think that we need an explanation. The most ridiculous thing that I've seen in regards to this, two things, in fact. Number one, people were actually coming up with their own explanation because WWE didn't give one. And then people were telling me that I don't deserve an explanation. And that Brock Lesnar does what he wants, and that's all the explanation you need. These people are mentally ill. Anything you watch, any drama or any episodic television, if something happens, you need an explanation as to why it happened. I don't like watching something that just happens out of thin air, and then we go on to the next episode, and the next episode, and the next episode, and there's no explanation. WWE tends to treat you, or I should say Vince McMahon, tends to treat the audience like a bunch of blithering idiots. So, he said he wanted to show everyone something. He began taking off his watch, his shirt, his suit jacket. He threw all this shit into the audience. We had some of the female fans hooting and hollering out there. Cody's looking to be in the best shape of his life. He showed off the scar on his right shoulder. He told Lesnar to pick his spot and put another scar on him because it would show he hasn't learned from the one he has already. He said the reason he doesn't give this, his, this heroic spin or story, even though the number one autograph photo he signs is a photo of his discolored chest, is because the fans propped him 
on his shoulders and carried him to the finish line. He says he was in the most pain of his entire life. He says they have had many milestone moments in Chicago and there will be many more to come. He said he wanted to tell them here and now from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys very, very, very much. Out comes Finn Balor. Finn Balor interrupted Cody Rhodes, and I didn't really understand why Finn Balor was out there because it doesn't really make sense. And I'm thinking to myself, this is a Vince McMahon episode. This is a Vince McMahon episode. It's going to be all over the place. Balor's out there, and Balor tells Rhodes, we all got scars, mate. Balor saw that Rhodes had Roman Reigns beat at WrestleMania, and he got screwed. Balor knew how that felt. The reason Rhodes got screwed was that no one had his back. Really now, maybe uh, maybe it was the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens mirage that I saw out there. Balor says Cody didn't have anybody watching his back. Well, what did I watch? Two fucking ghostly apparitions out there? Maybe I should call Zach Bagans up. Maybe WrestleMania was fucking haunted. I don't know. The fuck are you talking about? Cody Rhodes didn't have backup. They almost secured the world championship for him. You fucking dummy. This is why Vince McMahon needs to stay away. Because I listen to this and I say to myself, what the fuck are you talking about? Honestly, who writes this shit? Nobody had his back. Nobody had his back. Balor said Rhodes needs to be smarter. Like me. Balor called the match against Lesnar a match he can't win. Not on his own. Well, he couldn't beat Roman on his own either. Rhodes was under the impression that there was a mutual respect between them, but he was starting to doubt it, and he wasn't buying what Balor was selling. Balor said Rhodes in Judgment Day would be unstoppable. Rhea Ripley became SmackDown Women's Champion. Damian Priest put the biggest star in the world through a table, and Dominic Mysterio proved he was already greater than his father. Crowd told Balor that he sucked. Cody Rhodes led them on with a Balor sucks chant. Rhodes encouraged the crowd to keep chanting before politely declining Balor's offer to not join the Judgment Day. Rhodes offered a handshake, but Balor told him that he was either with them or against them. Balor told Rhodes to watch his back or else he'd smack the bleach out of his head. Rhodes then informed Balor that he was medically cleared tonight as of a few hours ago. Of course he was. And challenged him to a match tonight. Balor seemed to agree before leaving the ringside area. So I'm watching this. And I'm saying to myself, why? Why is Balor out there? Why is Balor out there? It doesn't make any sense. It looks ridiculous. And it just felt it just felt lame. It really did. It really felt lame. To be to be brutally honest with you. It felt fucking lame. It, it felt like a Vince McMahon. Let me throw something together for 20 minutes to fill the fucking show. And Move this on in the most illogical way possible. That's all it did. None of it mattered. Why does Balor need to wrestle Cody Rhodes tonight when Balor himself needs a win 
and the judgment day needs to look strong. It's a waste of time. I got people online telling me, oh, why are you complaining? This is going to enhance Finn Balor. Enhance, enhance Finn Balor how? By putting him in a losing effort against Cody Rhodes. How is that enhancing Finn Balor? He lost Hell in a Cell. He lost to Cody. He can't get his footing. He got 14 staples in his head. He's wrestling with a torn calf muscle. Yeah, Finn Balor is really being elevated here, buddy. Give me a break. This felt lame. Absolutely unimportant. Could have just had Cody Rhodes... Honestly, you could have had Cody Rhodes go out there and actually give us a fucking explanation as to why Brock Lesnar attacked him. But WWE doesn't even have the decency to do that. We're getting the match with no explanation. Six-man tag team match. The Usos and Solo Sokoa. Against Legado del Fantasma, the LWO, Santos Escobar, Joaquin Wilde, and Cruz del Toro. I don't really like that WWE is blowing through these matches, man. I, I don't like the way WWE is blowing through these matches because if the LWO end up on the same brand as the Bloodline, and if they wrestle it's not going to really mean much of anything. WWE has given these matches away already in abundance before the draft even happens. Now, I will say this about Santos Escobar. I was a big Santos Escobar fan in NXT, man. I loved Santos Escobar. He was so good down there. So was Legato. I thought they were great. This is a different Santos Escobar from what I remember seeing in NXT. Santos Escobar down there was gritty, and he was scraping to get by, looking to make a name for himself. There was a big, big hesitation on Santos Escobar because at that point, Vince was majority still in charge. He still majority is in charge now, but, I mean, Triple H is operating with a chief content officer title to pretend he's in charge Meanwhile, we get reports every fucking week. Vince is there. Vince is not there. Vince is running the show remote. Vince is making changes left and right. There was a big concern about Santos and Legato getting called up. When they got called up, nothing really changed about their presentation from NXT. They were basically operating the same way that they did on Tuesday nights. And then all of a sudden, Triple H decided to say, you know what? Let's pair Legato with Rey Mysterio. Let's pair Santos with Rey Mysterio. This is something that I had pitched many, 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 many months ago for NXT. I said Dominic Mysterio should have went down to NXT to feud with Legato, and if that was the case, and then this played out, it would have definitely been something that you could say was long-term booking. But this is a, uh, this is a different Santos. This is a more hungry Santos. This Santos is operating with a different body language, This Santos looks happy. This Santos looks excited. And I see that. And I've seen him grow in NXT to where he is now, man. He is fucking thrilled to be working with Rey Mysterio, to be in the ring with his guys, to be in there against uh, Judgment Day, to be in there against the Bloodline. Santos is going to be a big star. And this is just the very, very beginning of what you're going to see from Santos Escobar. 
You didn't really see anything different here. I mean, this was a basic six-man tag team match. None of it really mattered. We don't know where either of these groups are going to end up in the draft. Solo Sokoa and the Usos, you know we're going to win because they are needing to keep the Usos strong for Friday night and Solo strong in general because that's their guy. Sokoa gave Joaquin Wilde a urinagi on the edge of the ring. Del Toro set up for a coast-to-coast dropkick, but he was completely distracted by everything that was going on in the ring. Jay distracted the ref while Sokoa nailed Del Toro with a Samoan spike midair. It looked like it got him right in the fucking eye, right in the right eye. Usos follow with a 1D. Jay pinned Del Toro for the pinfall, and that was basically it. So the Bloodline win and the LWO suffer another defeat here on Monday Night Raw. After the match, Jay Uso said they had one bad night at WrestleMania 39 where they let down the bloodline. Jimmy says they would become tag team champions again on Friday and they dedicate this match. This is the key point here. Dedicate the match to Roman Reigns. So they're basically telling you without telling you they're going to lose and Roman is going to disown them. That's exactly what's going on. One of the other things that I failed to mention in the opening monologue when talking about the world championship, you know, if Cody, theoretically, just thinking out loud now, if Cody does not go to SmackDown and Cody is the recipient of this new world heavyweight championship, then that leaves Roman Reigns open for business to drop that championship to an unnamed opponent. Now, this is only if Cody stays on Monday Night Raw. This may be where they are going as well. I'm surprised. I I don't know why I didn't mention this because this was another thing that I wanted to talk about. Another thing I was conjuring in my head while thinking about all this. If Cody does not get drafted to SmackDown to go battle Roman and he stays on Monday Night Raw, he's definitely going to be the odds-on favorite to win this World Heavyweight Championship. So who does that make the odds-on favorite to take the Universal Heavyweight Championship from, from Roman Reigns? Who does that make the odds-on favorite to win that championship from Roman? Jay Uso is a clear odds-on favorite there. Clear odds-on favorite. Solo Sokoa is another one. So WWE may keep Roman and Cody separate. They may deviate away from the finish the story narrative, keep him on Raw, give him a consolation prize. I mean, what a, what a fucking shame that would be for him to not beat Roman after all this time. And they may bypass that to keep the title in the family and have the family be the reason why Roman Reigns no longer is the universal champion. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. Jey Uso and Solo Sokoa right now, if Cody is not drafted to SmackDown, could be looking at the possibility of taking the title off of Roman Reigns. Something to keep an eye out for when we get to Friday and when we get to Monday. Depends on where Cody goes. So... They're dedicating the match to Roman Reigns. It's an inside little fucking tease about what may be come Friday night. The announcers made it official. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defend the tag team titles against the Usos on Friday. Call it the biggest tag team match in the history of SmackDown. Um, Could be true. It was the most important tag team title match in the history of WWE going into WrestleMania. So uh, claiming that is the biggest tag team title match in SmackDown history, it may very well be true. Kathy Kelly tried interviewing Bianca Belair, but they were interrupted by damage control. EO Sky wanted to face her tonight, 
Belair seemed to agree, but Bailey interrupted and said that the three of them wanted to face Belair. Assuming Belair could find partners, Io Sky and Bailey were obviously not on the same page here. They were basically teasing a damage control split. And the outcome of this match, this six man or this six woman rather tag team match, I don't want to get canceled. Uh, it is definitely teasing that Bailey is moving on from damage control and she will be moving to the opposite brand that damage control is on. So that's another thing to look out for in the draft. They announced Bianca Belair versus EO Sky for WWE Backlash. I'm glad that they announced it for the pay-per-view. It deserves to be on pay-per-view. And I'm glad that they're not doing it on Monday Night Raw like they originally had planned. And we are getting that match in Puerto Rico. Good. Should be a banger. Jay Uso. He was backstage with Sami Zayn. They had a face-to-face backstage. Sammy says they can fight on Friday, but he wanted to talk to him about dedicating his predicted title win to Roman Reigns. He says he should be winning for himself, not Roman. Don't you think that's a little weird, said Sammy. He asked Jay what will happen when he loses after putting Reigns' name on the match, dedicating it to Roman. Sammy said Jay doesn't deserve that type of fallout. Jay asked why Sammy cares. Sammy says he feels bad for him. Jay told Sammy not to feel bad. You made your choice. And like the other night, I made my choice too. He stared at Sammy, turned, and left. Sammy is almost acting like he has a crystal ball. And he can see what exactly is going on with Jay Uso. And he's trying to set Jay Uso up for the potential of Roman Reigns' anger. And Jay Uso is not seeing it right now. That's what that is. They're not winning the tag team championships. I know there were uh, a couple of people crying on Twitter because of the way Kevin Owens reacted. Now, if they break up Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens already, you know it's a Vince McMahon move. There is no human fucking way possible. And I'm thinking, if, if it happens, and I mean if it happens, if Sammy and KO break up because KO doesn't trust Sammy and thinks Sammy wants to still be a part of bloodline business and Kevin Owens goes heel, if that even occurs, I am going the fuck off. I really am going off. That would be the, that would be the most ridiculous and outlandish booking decision that has ever been made. In decades in WWE. Can you imagine? Wasting all that to break them up four weeks after WrestleMania. Now, I don't think it's going to happen. I think that's ridiculous. I don't think the Usos are going to win the titles. Because the storyline here is not about them being the champions and winning the championships. It's about them losing the championships and what Roman's going to do when he gets back to television. How he's going to reprimand them. That's the story. I hope to God not. That would be Vince. To do that. It's not a Triple H thing. That's a Vince McMahon move. Kathy Kelly interviewed Trish Stratus. And asked if she knows why Becky wasn't there. Trish said she heard Becky isn't dealing well with the pressure of being a mother and a wrestler. She said she could see her crumbling under the pressure. So she took her out of her misery. Yes, such misery she was in with Trish Stratus turning heel. 
the uh, weakest forearm shot heard around the world that facilitated that hill turn. Oh, my God. She said she should be saying, thank you, Trish. Thank you, Trish, from home. Thank you, Trish. Thank you, Trish, for keeping Becky Lynch off of my television. Thank you. Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, who I do think will be split up in the draft. That's my prediction. I think Montez Ford is going solo via the draft this year. They went up against Vince McMahon's favorites in Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Three minutes. Frog splash for the win on Shelton Benjamin by Montez Ford. And that was it. How do I give these guys a win in their hometown, pal? That's exactly what he did. Is Cedric and Shelton still employed, Paul? Yes, Vince. I need them on the show. Stop, Bruce. That's exactly what happened. One of the few rewrites by Vince McMahon. Triple H, obviously, we, we talk, I'm not going to talk about it again. I said everything I needed to say in regards to the World Heavyweight Championship. If you guys want, because that was the start of the second hour. If you want my thoughts on everything regarding the World Heavyweight Championship, I mean, it's literally at the beginning that we spent 30 minutes on it. So go check that out. Moving on. Kathy Kelly approached Balor Priest and Dominic Mysterio backstage. When she asked to speak to Priest, Balor asked Priest and Dominic if he's invisible. Priest told Balor to get ready for his match. And Kelly asked Priest his thoughts on Bad Bunny being there. He said it's great because he's a big star, but he's only had success when he's had his back. And he said if he gets in their business again, he'll go through a title again. Dominic said Bad Bunny can watch him. Take out my deadbeat dad. Pretty smiled. And that was the end of the segment. The Usos, they were backstage. They were talking to each other, sitting in the back. Solo stood between them. Jimmy talked and Jay seemed to be staring off into space. Clearly something was bothering him. That was the Sami Zayn discussion from earlier. Jimmy asked what was wrong. Jay asked if Jimmy ever thinks about what will happen to them If they don't win the titles on Friday, he said he ran into Sammy in the hallway and Jimmy got angry quick. He said to Jay that Sammy is playing mind games with him and shouldn't talk to him. He told Jay to stay focused. Jay says, all I'm saying is what if we don't win? Jimmy said on Friday, they're going to do what they always do and win for the bloodline and for the tribal chief. Jimmy was angry He stormed off, leaving Solo and Jey Uso. The bloodline will have further dissension on Friday Night SmackDown. Now, Roman's not going to be there, but Roman is going to show face soon. Damage control. Io, Bailey, and Dakota against Bianca Belair and her two partners, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. If you thought I paid attention to this match, you clearly don't know who I am and what I do. I can't stand the women's division in WWE. It is an absolute fucking snooze fest. I get my best sleep during the women's matches on WWE television. 
Now, I'm not defending AEW's women's division because their women's division is just as fucking offensive. But the WWE women's division is fucking dirt shit awful. I can't stand it. Changes need to be made, and I don't think calling up fucking Zoe Stark and Tiffany Stratton and Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez is going to be enough. I'm sorry. We need stories. Seems like the stories always revolve around Bianca and Rhea or the champions, whoever they may be. Everything needs to have a fucking story, not just the world championships. And Vince can't be canceling fucking women's segments either. Otherwise, nobody's going to be over. So we got the baby faces winning here, furthering the breakup of damage control because that's the biggest takeaway from this match. Rodriguez powerbombed Liv Morgan, her partner, by the way, over the top rope onto Bailey. EO dropkick Rodriguez out of the ring and Belair tried to give Sky a KOD, but she blocked it. Belair drove Sky into the ring post before Bailey tripped up Belair. Bailey tried to take advantage. Belair hit the KOD on Bailey. Of course she did, because Bailey needs to do the job and put somebody over before she gets drafted to the other brand. And she gets the pinfall loss in tonight's six woman tag team match. Bianca pins Bailey one, two, three. EO had a face off with Belair after the pinfall. Hyping up their Raw Women's Championship match in Puerto Rico. Austin Theory. He's out there with the United States Championship. Segment here with Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. There was a vignette earlier in the show with Bronson Reed. I like that they're giving him some on-screen time. Not just in this segment, but a nice little video package. Nice little vignette where he's actually speaking. Some good shit there. Theory, who seems to be just as directionless as Seth Rollins, they had him win the biggest match of his fucking career, his life against John Cena, and then he fell off a cliff. Some creative he got there, man. Theory stood middle of the ring, talked about Bronson Reed and Bobby Lashley. He says he should have earned the respect to have a say so over who he defends the United States Championship against. He complained that he doesn't have to be pinned or submitted to lose his title. Wow, Theory, you are a smart man, man. I'm glad you realize what the rules of a triple threat match are. Sure, this is not the only triple threat match you've been in. He says the new WWE title should be his. Uh-oh. Did somebody else just throw their name in the hat there? Are we going to see a new United States champion in Puerto Rico? If I had my way, I think Bronson Reed should win the United States Championship and Austin Theory should absolutely go after the World Heavyweight Championship. Again, second best. Whoever wins the championship will not really be the world champion because Roman Reigns still exists. He's just another guy. I could see Austin Theory being that guy. So, fans chanted, you suck. He said he's the guy who pinned John Cena at WrestleMania. I don't suck. Bobby Lashley's music hits. He comes out. He's smiling. He's doing his deal. Lashley walked past the new WWE title belts. He wants it as well. So we may have another contender there for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Lashley called Theory Kid. I'm sure this is a Vince McMahon segment. 
listen here, kid. The only issue I have with you is that he has, theory, his title. Lashley thinks the United States title is his title. Great. We're back to that. Lashley said, if he wants to be seen as the greatest United States champion, he should defend it more. You hear that, Paul? I agree with Bobby Lashley over here. He asked if he doesn't want to work hard or if he's just lazy to defend it. Lashley embraced Theory's toughness, and then he revealed he was the one who asked for the triple threat match at Backlash. Theory said if Lashley is good at requesting matches, why didn't we have a Bobby Lashley match at WrestleMania? Got to give Austin Theory some points there for that one. Lashley says he should knock Theory's seat down his throat for saying that. Theory swung at Lashley. Lashley ducked and then beat up Theory. As they brawled at ringside, Bronson Reed attacked Bobby Lashley. The announcers said it was a temporary alliance between them. As Theory held Lashley, Reed splashed him against the ring post, then threw Lashley into the ring. Theory gave Lashley a a A-town down. Trash talked him afterwards. Reed then obviously was not befriending Austin. Theory hit him with the big tsunami splash. Reed then held up the United States title over a fallen Theory. So it's every man for himself, obviously. We got two heels here in Austin Theory and Bronson Reed. One baby face in Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Lashley seems like the weakest fucking guy going into this match, man. Think about that. Bobby Lashley seems like the weakest, the weakest one going into this match. And I said this weeks ago, man, Bobby Lashley is going to be that guy who is of a great status in the company that's going to be used to get other guys like Theory, like Bronson Reed, over. That's the kind of role that he's in now. He may be in the tournament if there is a tournament for the World Heavyweight Championship, but he's not going to win it. He's just going to be another valuable name to help move along everybody else. That's what Bobby Lashley's role is, and that's what he settled into. Rick Boogs. He was backstage with Elias. I mean, if there's one thing I want to have happen in the draft, it's Elias and Boogs to be split. I mean, give me a break. I mean, I threw it out there that they were probably going to make them a tag team, and here we are. Somebody's listening to the show. So Boogs talked to Elias about the WWE draft. In walked Chad Gable. Said that he'd tell Boogs one more time that some wrestlers are eligible to be drafted on night one. Whoever's not drafted night one, then we have a night two of the draft. And if you're, you're, if you're in a team, then you need to be sure your unit is in the draft and cannot be split. Maxine Dupree walked in. And said that she made sure that wherever Otis goes or Otis goes, she's going to go. Chad Gable said, but that's my guy. He's my number one guy. Mustafa Ali walked in and told them to have a more positive outlook on things. Ali's new gimmick is awful. It just reeks of jobber. And that sucks because Ali doesn't wrestle like a jobber. Ali told Gable he could be the new WWE champion although that would end the Alpha Academy. He said first he'll be a loser tonight when he beats him in Chicago. Otis and Gable, or Otis said Gable, is going to win. 
So we got this match, and if you expected a banger, you did not get a banger. You got a two-minute match. Uh, This must have been one of the things that Vince McMahon changed on the show because Otis and Gable went two minutes. Otis and Ali went two fucking minutes. How? Two guys like this. The caliber of pro wrestler that these two guys are. Two minutes. Surprised Ali got the fucking win. Normally under Vince McMahon, the guy, the hometown guy loses. Ali wins in two minutes. Leverage three count. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares. Jimmy confronted Sammy backstage. Uh-oh. He was upset that his brother was upset. And now he confronted Sammy backstage. Jimmy confronted Sammy and asked if he thinks Kevin Owens has forgotten all the times he has kicked him in the face. He said KO never forgot, nor has he forgave him. He said he just used him to get the tag team titles. He said this Friday when he loses the titles, Owens is going to turn on you, and you're going to deserve every bit of it. He told Sammy not to worry about Jay because he should be worried about Owens. Sammy looked concerned with the scenario Jimmy Uso laid out in front of him. Kevin Owens is not turning on Sami Zayn. He's not. If that happens, I'm going off. Terrible, terrible, terrible move that would be. Finn Balor in hour three wrestled Cody Rhodes. No reason. Unnecessary. It happened. Not a bad match. They wrestled fairly well. I'd like to see this maybe somewhere down the line, a little bit more important. We may get these two guys in the WWE World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. Who knows? I think Judgment Day is moving over to SmackDown, but Balor may not even be a part of it at that point. We don't know. So Rhodes used his size advantage over Balor early, hit a delayed vertical suplex. Balor ducked a running cross body. Rhodes, he went flying right into the ropes, man. That looked like it sucked. I thought it was a botch at first, but apparently it wasn't. Rhodes sold his injured ribs. Balor pushed him to the announce table. He glanced over at the new world title as they went to break. He was probably thinking to himself, I'll hold this one more than one day. Bro, you might not even be on the brand come fucking Friday. We, we don't even know. Rhodes fought back after a break, making a babyface comeback. He had a disaster kick. Balor blocked a Cody Cutter. Hit a headlock, elbow, drop for two. Balor stomped at Rhodes' ribs, hit a sling blade. Rhodes came back with a super kick. Off the ropes for a Cody cutter. Balor stomped Rhodes, hit a shotgun drop kick, but Rhodes dodged a coup de grace. Balor blocked the crossroads, applied a small package for two. Rhodes hit a pedigree, but did not go for a cover. Instead, hit the crossroads, and he beats Finn. Unnecessary. Crowd was big into... Mr. Rhodes, and that was it. Seth Rollins could be the new world heavyweight champion when all is said and done here. He's out there. He wore this uh, zebra striped, what I thought to, what I thought was a one piece. It looked like a one piece, right? This bodysuit. He looks ridiculous. I mean, the outfits. I mean, if there was one thing I'd change about Rollins, it's the fucking outfits. You know, you could, you could be a little goofy, but... I mean, he, he looks like a, a complete geek out there. Rollins said he wanted to talk to the fans about his match at Backlash against Omos. Another one. No reason why it's happening. 
But now something bigger has caught his eye, and he looked over at the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Fans chanted, you deserve it. He asked Chicago if they're just being nice because he's a Bears fan. He walked to ringside, approached the belt. So Triple H listed wrestlers Reigns has defeated during his title reign, but he is not on that list. The truth is, some of us still want to fight. He pointed at the belt and said that belt represents a chance to fight and push the industry forward. And for us to have a world heavyweight championship that is more about politics and part-timers. More than politics and part-timers. He said if they're going to crown a new world heavyweight champion, he will give them one guess who he would put his money on. All of a sudden, Omos comes out. MVP joined him and said that he didn't mean any disrespect by interrupting him. Sure. He told Seth that he's accomplished nearly everything that there is to be accomplished other than his fashion choices. He said it is because of those accolades that he's been chosen. He said that it's his responsibility to give the giant Omas giant matches. He said a win over Seth would be absolutely huge. So, let me get this straight. WWE announced this match on Friday. They announced this during SmackDown. Seth Rollins versus Omos. The entire IWC on Twitter has a fucking stroke at the same time. Why, 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 why? I question why. I was even coming up with fucking reasons as to why this match was made. There had to be a fucking reason. This is a Vince McMahon-made match, not a Triple H one. Don't listen to anybody, okay? If the match was not made on Friday and they gave us this segment and then announced the match later in the show to happen at Backlash, I don't think there would have been much of a backlash from the fans on social media. So they announced the match on Friday, then they did the segment without any fucking reason whatsoever, and now we got this thing happening at Backlash, and things were done ass backwards. They announced the match and then gave us a very weak reason as to why the match is happening, but a reason nonetheless. They gave the match announcement and then the face-to-face, instead of giving us the face-to-face and then the match. I don't get it. I mean... How do things in a Triple H run WWE, how does something like this in a Triple H run WWE slip through the fucking cracks? Or is it something that they just didn't give a shit about? Their reason here was because of Seth's Seth's accolades, he's been chosen by Omos. Omos wants to wrestle him because of Seth Rollins' accolades. He says it's his responsibility to give the giant Omos giant matches. Let me tell you something, motherfucker. The only reason why Omos is on television is because Vince McMahon has a Omos fetish. Vince McMahon is a homo sapien. I don't know what to tell you, man. This match is absolutely dog shit lazy, and nobody's looking forward to this whatsoever. Omos has lost all credibility no matter who you are has lost all credibility. He couldn't beat Bobby Lashley. He couldn't beat Braun Strowman. He couldn't beat Brock Lesnar. He's not going to beat Seth Rollins. I thought 
that before the World Championship, obviously, announcement tonight, for the announcement of the World Heavyweight Championship, I thought that this was going to be a match that would determine Roman's opponent at Night of Champions. I'm like, it can't be that WWE's doing Omos and Roman, can it? Thank God I'm wrong. I was wrong on that. Thank Christ. So, Seth said that, or actually Omos getting giant matches, MVP said a win over Seth would be absolutely huge. He cautions him against making predictions about his future. So when Omos is finished with him, he might not have much of a future after Backlash. Omos will lose. Omos stepped up to Seth and stared down at him. Fans began singing Seth's theme. Seth told Omos he's a once-in-a-generational star. Uh, MJF somewhere is cringing at the thought of Omos being a generational talent. No, 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 no. You cannot be sitting here saying Omos is a generational talent when we got somebody like MJF who's been preaching that for months. A generational star because he made himself into one. False. He told Omos he should be afraid of him, but he's not. He says he'll give him the match of his life and bounce his head off the mat. He says when he wakes up from his three-second nap, the fans will be singing his song. If WWE gave us this segment and then the match, I don't think a lot of people would be complaining. People would be complaining about why, because it's just so fucking random, but they gave us the match and then the follow-up segment to make the match happen. Make it make sense, please. Matt Riddle, he was backstage with Kevin Owens. Riddle was telling Owens about a plan to annex Puerto Rico or something along those lines. Sammy walks in. Owens stood and angrily asked Sammy where he's been. Sammy says he was speaking to Jay earlier and then Jimmy. Owens asked why he's still talking to the bloodline and what he could possibly have to say to them. He guessed it was about Reigns and we'll think or what Reigns will think if they lose. Owens says they deserve whatever happens to them because they made their choice to be with him. Owens stormed off, angry at Sammy. Riddle says he knows exactly what Sammy is going through. Sammy said, how do you know exactly what I'm going through? Riddle says when he was an RK bro, everyone said Randy was going to RKO him, but he never did. He told Sammy, people think Owens will do that to him, but they'll remain loyal friends. Uh, you know, I don't really, I don't feel comfortable in any way with Owens showing this type of anger towards Sami Zayn. Uh, I don't. Because give Vince McMahon a couple of inches, he'll take a couple of feet. You know, it, it's, it's ridiculous. So I, I hope to God that they don't break them up. I don't really see them breaking up, but stranger things have happened. But it's all about the bloodline and how Roman is going to deal with them when they lose. I'm pretty confident in that. Rey Mysterio. This is the main event. One-on-one with Damian Priest. Not a bad match. I mean, how many fucking times do we have to see it? But like I said, with all the other shows leading up to this one, WWE is just treading their tires in the fucking mud here before we get to the WWE draft. So this was all about Bad Bunny. They teased Bad Bunny arriving at the All-State Arena all night. And he arrived in this match at the end of the night. Uh, This wasn't bad for what it was. It's just more of the same old shit. Priest was in control. 
Um, so Ray avoided a charging Priest. Priest went shoulder first into the ring post. Ray landed an acai moonsault on Priest at ringside. Ray leapt off the top rope with a senton splash, followed by a springboard body press for two. Ray slingshot himself at Priest and head scissored him into a 6-1-9 position. Ray went for it. Priest countered with a kick to the face, which looked great. He went for a quick cover, got a two count. Priest continued to hit some big moves on Ray and scored another two count. Priest was getting frustrated here, so he grabs a chair from ringside. Ray uh, did a basement drop kick and kicked it out of his hands. They fought over the chair. Ray sent Priest into position for a 6-1-9 again and landed it. He climbed the top rope. Priest threw the chair at Rey Mysterio's head, and the referee disqualified him, and Mysterio wins in 11 minutes via DQ. So Priest then gives Rey the South of Heaven chokeslam, and things are getting out of control here. Bad Bunny walked out, and he's got a kendo stick in hand. Priest turned to him and shook his head. Bunny walked to ringside, stared at Priest, he entered the ring, Priest charged, and Bunny hit him with the kendo stick twice. Priest then escapes and bails out to ringside. Bad Bunny went after him. Priest fought back, set up a move on the announce desk, but Bad Bunny slipped free and hit Priest right in the leg with the kendo sticks, knocked him out with the kendo stick. Priest fled up the entrance stage. Bad Bunny stood on the announce desk and asked if he heard that he's not hosting Backlash anymore. So Priest was escaping up the ramp. Bad Bunny's on the commentary table and says, I'm not hosting Backlash anymore. I'm going to Puerto Rico to kick your ass in a street fight. Priest was yelling, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. And that's the way the show went off the air. So I'm kind of shocked by this, man. I thought we were definitely getting a Ray and Bad Bunny tag team against Priest and Dominic at Backlash. But WWE is giving the match and the free reigns to Bad Bunny against Damian Priest one-on-one. No rules in the street fight. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see Bad Bunny uh, one-on-one when everybody thought it was going to be a tag team match or a six-person tag team match with Santos, Finn Balor, and Damian Priest with Dominic on the other team. Crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. Now, the thing is, with this match, it actually has the potential to steal the show. I'm very intrigued to see what Bad Bunny could do by himself on Backlash against Damian Priest. So it's going to be very interesting to see, man. Um, uh, I'm intrigued by what Bad Bunny can do one-on-one. Because every time we've seen him, he's been in a tag team capacity, so... Bad Bunny's going one-on-one, man. Damien Priest at Backlash. Awesome. That is all I got for you guys, man. I really appreciate you hanging out tonight and hanging out with me after this major announcement for WWE tonight with the creation of a new world championship, the World Heavyweight Championship reborn in WWE Excellent stuff. Let me know what you guys think about that. I gave my opinion on it. And any more news that breaks, man, you'll see videos on the channel in the subscription box. So keep an eye out for that. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that 
thumbs up. Appreciate the 1,000 likes. We are now over uh, 1,300 likes, man. Thank you guys very much. Uh, Super Chats are open. Last call in the venue. So make sure you guys get those Super Chats in. Memberships are open. Get them on in. Hit that subscribe button down below. If you're new around here, appreciate you. If you're an OG, I appreciate you too. Turn on that bell for notifications and go check out all the other content on the channel. Plenty of it. Tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped.com, code script 20 at checkout. 20% off and free shipping for you. Gentlemen, if you didn't already know, tax season's here. Hopefully you guys paid your taxes. I did, and I'm a very unhappy camper. Tax season's here in the U.S., and you know what that means. It means that Manscaped is here to make sure your paperwork is done and your boys downstairs are having some fun. I'm not having fun. Uncle Sam fucking took away my fun at least for a couple of months. Fucking guy. Make sure you spend your tax return money on the important things this year like family, friends, and your balls. Join the 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping. With code SCRIPTS20. What better way to invest your tax return money than into yourself? Manscaped has the full package from head to toe to make sure you guys get your money's worth this April. The Performance Package 4.0 is the ultimate bundle you will need to reinvent yourself and your confidence, man. The Lawnmower 4.0 is a tremendous product. It's the star of the show, offering a precise shave on all your wildest hedges Equipped with an LED light, you can navigate in and out of those difficult areas with ease. And it's waterproof. My favorite thing, man, is the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. You guys got to go get yourself one of those. The best razor that I've used, period. Unbelievable. 20 settings, no extra guards or accessories. It's beautiful, man. Sits nice on your bathroom countertop. Beautiful. What a beautiful device, man. Also, they got the brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 ear and nose hair trimmer. This bad boy's been totally revamped with a new and improved blade and motor. And dare I say, the best ear and nose hair trimmer ever. Make sure you guys go and get their Crop Preserver, their Crop Reviver, the Beard Hedger Pro kits. Tons of stuff, man. And the most important part of it all... The start of the spring also marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April. Manscaped is partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Unbelievable. 20% off free shipping. Code script 20 at manscaped.com. Don't just get your money back this year. Get your swagger back with Manscaped. Awesome. Love Manscaped, man. Let's get into the Super Chats. First of all, let me uh, let me take a sip of my now lukewarm cold beverage. It's actually still quite cold, man. This can cooler is fucking phenomenal. I got it at Trogue's Brewery in Hershey, Pennsylvania, man. Best fucking 20 bucks I ever spent. Awesome. Lord J. Coyle with a $2 Super Chat. I get the feeling Raw is going to suck tonight. You must have uh, donated that before the stream started. Wasn't a good show by any means, but newsworthy it was. 
The Undertaker. With a 19 months in the venue, 19-0. Been a wild ride so far this, uh, this year, J.D. Hopefully both WWE and AW pick up steam as we head into the summer. Favorite cocktail besides an old-fashioned. Uh, Undertaker, I love me a good Manhattan. I love me a nice, refreshing gin and tonic. Uh, favorite gin is Irish gunpowder. Love it. Um, but I will say nothing beats an old fashioned. Anything with anything with whiskey, man. Bourbon, whiskey. You make it, I'll drink it. Uh, Undertaker also, uh, Alter Bridge and Seven Dust, August 2nd, I believe, in New Jersey, Asbury Park. I might be going to that. They're playing with Seven Dust and they're playing with Wolf Van Halen. Might have to go see that, man. The second leg of their Pawns and Kings tour. Uh, Joseph Taylor with a $10 super chat. JD. A match from WWE in 2015 you watched that you think was underrated when you watched it. For me, Roman Reigns versus Claudio from November 16th episode of Monday Night Raw. Joseph, this is the most random fucking question for a $10 Super Chat. A match that I watched that I think was underrated in 2015? Easy. Reigns and Lesnar at WrestleMania 31. Underrated. It was their best match, period. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. So now anyone beating Roman is meaningless. Yes. Well, not meaningless, but it's not going to be as important. It's not going to be as important. Uh, new Bendy comic dubs within eight months. All I got to say about this new belt is this better be for Seth, not Cody, not Brock, not anyone. It's Seth's or a fail for me. Eight months. OTS for life. Thank you. Eight months, new Bendy. What the fuck are you drinking to celebrate, brother? Uh, Lauren Marie Hunt with a 99 cent super chat. She leaves a sunglass smiley emoji. And then she leaves a $2 super chat. Was hoping announcement was for split divisions, pay-per-views. Well, who do you think Triple H is, bro? Lauren, who do you think Triple H is? This is being run by Vince. Matt, the PW fan with a $10 super chat. I was in favor of Roman beating Cody at Mania, but with this new title, it makes his loss even worse now. When Cody inevitably wins this new title, it won't be the same as it would have been at Mania. Uh, Matt, you must have completely missed the opening 40 minutes of my monologue, bro. Cody and Roman, I believe, are going to be on the same brand. Um, I'll answer this one now because it's just coming in. DX Tricksters with a 22 months. What is your favorite Trivium album? Mine is Ascendancy. My favorite Trivium album. Uh, you are going to be quite surprised. Actually, you might not be surprised. Uh, my two favorite Trivium albums are, uh, not the last one, What the Dead Men Say. And my other favorite Trivium album, to be honest with you, is, and this one 
may surprise a lot of people. Uh, I thought that this one, uh, the sin in the sentence was great too, but not that one. Uh, I thought that Silence in the Snow was an excellent album. I don't know what it is about that album. I thought that album was fucking great. But uh, what the Dead Men say is easily, by far, their best album. Um, music. We need music. Yes. There you go. Thank you, DX Strictus. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, Jamal Turney with a four ninety nine. Which one's character do you enjoy more at the moment, Priest or Wardlow? Uh, I'm going Priest. Easy Priest. Lord J. Coyle with a $2 super chat. Was Kevin done on drugs tonight? He's always on drugs. He's always on some fucking drugs, man. Tony Brown with a 499 ring full of booty steak, JD. Well, you got Bianca and Bailey in there, man. Those are main courses. For sure. Uh, TK with a 499. My guess Cody still goes for Roman's titles. When he wins them, he'll combine them and introduce his Wing Eagle edition for the WWE Championship. I hope to God you're right, TK. I hope to God you're right. Tone C with a two months. Thank you, Tone C. If I could fucking find you, there you are. Two months down, many more to go. OTS for life, sipping on an ice cold Irish cream ale. Love it. I'd ask what you're drinking, Tonsi, but you already told me. Black Wolf Inc. with a five. Seth should win the World Heavyweight Championship first while Roman drops the Universal Belt and continues his reign as WWE Champion. Um, if Roman is losing Black Wolf, he's losing both titles at the same time. And the Universal title will be retired. By the way, if you guys are getting ads in the stream, that's YouTube. It's not me. Not that I mind. More ads means more uh, moolah for me, but uh, that's not me. It's YouTube. YouTube automatically now puts the ads in the live streams. Uh, Black Wolf, thank you for the five. Tootie Fruity with a 199. Thoughts on the new big gold belt? Well, I just gave you my thoughts on it, brother. 40 minutes plus. 499. Tootie Fruity, favorite belt and most underrated belt. By the way, I'm back after my two-stream hiatus. Thank you, brother. My favorite belt is the Winged Eagle. Chris with a nine months. What's up, JD? Nine months in this fine establishment. Been working a lot, but I watch your videos to catch up. Who do you think will win the new World Heavyweight Championship at Night of Champions? Seth Rollins. Jason Parker with a $5 Superjet, the new championship. But I don't know what they have planned in store. Seems like they may be grooming Seth Rollins, but I don't know. Tootie Fruity with a 499. Seth definitely has to win the new big gold belt. Like, who else is there but Seth? Well, there's tons of people. Edge, Karrion Cross, Drew McIntyre, Johnny Gargano. You name it. There's a, there's a ton of guys. There's a ton of guys. 
Michael Bertoni with a five. All WWE needs to do is have Cody beat Roman, retire the Universal title, bring back Winged Eagle for Cody, and I have Seth winning the World Heavyweight title. Yeah. We may be back to a WWE with a Winged Eagle and World Heavyweight Championship titles on, on both brands, man. I'd love that. I'd like that a lot. Dom Wapo with a 499 Super Chat. Loving the new World Heavyweight title, but I wonder if it's going to have the lineage of the previous or if this is a new one to, to keep or if this is a new one. Keep on killing it, JD. Thank you, brother. Uh, I don't know. The way they made it sound, man, it's like it's like they 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 are starting all over again. It's the inaugural World Heavyweight Championship. Captain Solo with a five-dollar super chat. Who do you think will make their eventual return to WWE first? John Moxley, Chris Jericho, or CM Punk? OTS for life. Thanks for the hours and hours of hard work. Uh, if I had to choose one of those, uh, I'd probably say Chris Jericho via the Hall of Fame. Young Pyro with the two months. Thank you, Young Pyro. Hey, JD, wanted to say I've been watching you, and I got to say keep up the good work. OTS for life. I love how they revealed LA Knight's new title. Ha <laughs> ha. Yes, he's another one. L.A. Knight could certainly win the World Heavyweight Championship. Tutti Frutti with a 199. They're definitely going to unify Roman's titles. They're not going to unify anything, man. You can't unify the titles because at this point, you're going to have to get rid of the WWE title, and you can't do that. You can't. He's got a thousand days invested in the Universal title. He's going to hold them the same way he has held them, lose them, and then retire the Universal title. It's the only way. It's the only way this is going to work. The Cake with a $5 super chat. I love the new world title. I'd have Drew win it. Thoughts on a best of three between Roman and Cody. Since they'd be one and one if Cody wins at SummerSlam. No. Keep them away from each other until their inevitable match, and Cody ends it at SummerSlam. King A-Train with 10 months. What's up, JD? The World Heavyweight Championship design looks like the Fiero Rocher candy wrapper. I'd rather eat that than have my fucking world title look like it. Sleep Gang with a $10 Super Chat. Iffy about the new belt. Hopefully it will grow on me, but that begs the question, are they going to just have Roman keep the two belts, make them into one to keep two belts on separate brands? Guys, I mean, maybe you guys donated these before the stream. I laid it out. I mean, I covered legitimately every base I could in regards to these titles. Eric Newton with 16 months. They should change the name of Raw to Monday Night Sewage. Can we put Kevin Patrick on budget cut lists? He's insufferable. Kevin Patrick is fucking just disgraceful, bro. I can't I can't stand listening to him. I really can't. I, I watch sometimes I watch half the show muted. There's no point. Thank you for 16 months, Eric. Uh, cake with a two. CM Punk rebuilding bridges is a great thing. 
Yeah, also, he loves uh, getting his name out there in the dirt sheets because that's all you'll hear now tomorrow. Captain Solo with a $5 super job. Are you still a fan of the Silent Hill franchise? What's the scariest game you've ever played? The scariest game I've ever played was Alien Isolation. I had nightmares about that fucking game, bro. I was, I was terrified to move anywhere in that game. Ridiculous. And I'd play it all over again if they fucking made another one. Phil with a $5 super chat. I got called a cynic for stating the fact that Vince is still in charge and he booked Omos versus Seth. Well, whoever called you a cynic, fuck them, Phil. Fuck them. People don't know jack shit. Colby Hampton with a $4.99. CM Punk can come back and somehow make the outsider storyline cross-gender faction group facing the elite if they understand the magnitude of the story. Sidro with a $5 super chat. Question, how do chickens cheer for their favorite wrestler? They egg on them. Yeah, that one, uh, that one didn't get over in the venue, Sidro. I'm sorry. Blurred the nerd with a $5 super chat. Best pizza, New York, Chicago, or Detroit style? I mean, you're asking a New Yorker this question, Blurred. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why would I say anything other than New York, man? Fuck Chicago. And Detroit, bro, you wouldn't catch me dead in Detroit. Shout out to my Detroit peeps, though, bro. I've had a lot of pizza in my college years, and I have to say Detroit style is the best. Uh, Blurred, I'm going to have to ask you to get the fuck out of here. Seriously. I'm going to have to. Someone someone escort him out of the venue, please. Cody Snyder with 12 months. This fucking guy just buried an entire city, the second city. You're wild, Chief. I like Chicago personally. OTS VIP for life. The only reason I would ever go to Chicago again, man, is to shit on Jesse. And go back to that fucking bar that we went to in Schaumburg, man, that had the fucking... Uh, where, where we were sitting, man, it was, it was a, a, a lamp full of beer bottles. Forgot the name of it. I had a, a delicious beer there. Forgot the name of it. Sidro with a $5 super chat. Why did the wrestler get an ATM card? Uh-oh. Let's see. What do you guys think about this one, man? Why did the wrestler get an ATM card? He was desperate for a pin. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they like that one, Sidra. They like that one. That's a good one, bro. Thank you for the five dollars. Tucker is all elite. What? Tucker Carlson is in the venue, man. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Tucker Carlson is in the OTS venue. Together forever endeavor. Roman for 2024. Why not? 
There are some booing, Tucker. Carlson being low to us. Ah, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tucker. That was his first super chat. Three dollar super chat. Thank you, Tucker. Is all elite. Patches one two seven one a five dollar super chat. NXT talent are eligible to be drafted, but only SmackDown and Raw brands are drafting. Wouldn't NXT get stuck with the scraps? Won't be many impact call ups. Uh, NXT has something called the Performance Center patches. Whatever they lose, they fill in the gaps with the Performance Center. So NXT TV is going to get a lot worse, is what that means. Riddick's Classic Arcade with a 30 months to add to the confusion of the new title. It's actually up for pre-order on the shop, and it's officially called the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. How much are they selling that replica title for, man? I may have to indulge. I still think the United Kingdom Championship is the best-looking title in the company. Uh, Raj with a 179. This is in his currency, not U.S. American. Rupees. Huge fan from India. Been watching you since 2016. Raj. Thank you, brother. All the way from India, man. You love to see it. 500. Patches with another one. $5 Super Chat. I hope Roman's current titles get combined into one. New universal title belt. Go big or go home. Well, the namesake of the WWE title equals new big gold. No. No, we're not deleting the lineage of the WWE title. I'm sorry. I would be absolutely against that. Absolutely against that. Black Wolf Inc. with a two months. WWE's likely setting up Roman to drop the WWE title to Cody so the story can be finished and Seth is going to get the belt because the main champ is on Raw. Sir Toasty with a two months. I think Seth makes a great first choice for the new strap. Anyways, happy two months, JD. Thank you, Toasty. Thank you, Black Wolf. Both of you guys, two months. The cake with a $2 super chat. It's basically an interim world heavyweight title. I would not argue with you. Rivertown Tours with a $5 super chat. After the way Triple H spoke about the absent Roman... You know who's going to win that new title. Roman Reigns. Book it. Can you imagine Roman with three world titles, bro? Holy shit. Grimsley with a $5 super chat. To be fair, Seth never lost to Roman, so if they run with that, it makes the title more meaningful. So this won't work unless Seth is the first champ. I'm predicting him, man. I really am. Basic with a $4.99. Knowing Vince, he will put that new belt on Roman as well. Or Omas. Honestly. Or Brock. N with a $4.99. JD, do you think they have Raw pick Seth first so they can logically put Cody and Roman on the same brand? Plus his family history is the WWE title. I don't know, man. We'll see. Friday's going to be very, very interesting, man. Very interesting. 
Not today, Jay, with a 999. JD, let me throw this out. Say Cody gets drafted to SmackDown. What if LA Knight and Seth get drafted to Raw? Give either one of them the World's Heavyweight Championship. Or Seth could win it. Not today, Jay. And LA Knight can feud with Seth Rollins over the World's Heavyweight Championship. I don't think anybody would really mind that either. Because if there's one thing that Rollins needs, it's new, fresh opponents. And LA Knight would fit the bill perfectly. Grace's Corner with a $2. Who's getting called up from NXT? Uh, the only one that I'm pretty confident in is Cameron Grimes, Braun Breaker, and Grayson Waller. That's basically it. For the ladies, I could see Roxanne. I could see Zoe Stark. I could see Casey Carter. Uh, 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 not Casey Carter. Casey Cottonzaro and Caden Carter. Or Katana Chance, whatever the fuck her name is. American Ninja Warrior, Caden Carter and Katana Chance. I could see get called up as well. Uh, Jaxo with a $20 super chat. The belt was made because single competitors have nothing else to fight for. Roman has two belts. Walter is not dropping it anytime soon, nor is Theory. So what does guys like Drew have to fight for? Nothing. Nothing. Triple H definitely wanted to make this choice tonight, man, but was it the right choice? Now, looking back at WrestleMania, could it have been done better? Yeah, Ilya Dragunov is ready to be called up, too, man. I, he's He's ready. The fact that he's even down on down there on that joke of a show is disgusting. Luigi Carmine, was it called an urban rooftop bar in Chicago? No, we were not on an urban rooftop, man. I don't I don't know the name of it. It was I forgot the fucking name of it. I don't know what it was. It's a good place though. Lots of beer selection. And the food was good too. Uh Jonathan Boudreaux. Or Bordeaux, new member. Thank you, Jonathan. The fuck are you drinking, Jonathan? Glorious one with a 499. Whoa! All Bronson Reed had to do was get over. To get over was beat people up. Who would have thought he's winning at Backlash? I think. I don't see why not. I hope he wins. I hope he wins the United States title. Tank, whoa, with the $2. Forget Backlash. How you feel about the upcoming next pay-per-view? Doesn't matter, bro. We'll be here regardless. Ice Cold Steve with a new membership. Ice Cold Steve. What the fuck are you drinking, bro? And it better be Ice Cold. It's in your fucking name, man. Matt uh, Fugitive with a $5 super chat. Brock just wants to be loved, so we attack Cody. Might as well add to the excuses, right? Sure. Cisco with a $2 super chat. Have you heard about Ted DiBiase Jr.? Says Cisco with a $2 super chat. Yes, and I don't give a shit. Pizza turd with a nine months. Looks like they are calling it the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. That's the way they listed it on shop. I don't know, man. Crazy confusing. The cake with the $2 super chat. Dustin and Brandy shit up. Cody win the title. At that point, Dustin may actually be free of his contractual duties in AW. Who knows? Uh, Tootie Fruity with a four ninety nine. Yeah, I should have watched the stream before I sent that first donation. It's all right, Tootie Fruity. I'm just happy that you're excited about sending in a super chat, man. Phil with a six-month membership. Just hit six months the other day. OTS for life, baby. Thank you, Phil. Telewo Swayze with a nine ninety nine. I meant to say EO deserved better. Autocorrect. I think it'll be a great match with Bianca at Backlash. By the way, the belt looks lovely. 
Also, who do you see king and queen of the ring? For me, it's Chad Gable and Dakota. Uh, I don't even think we get king of the ring this year, bro. I think that's held off possibly till next year. But if we get it this year, I won't I won't say no. I won't have a problem with that. And did you donate earlier before? I didn't see your super chat earlier, bro. I don't see you here, unless that was your first one. Jaxo within eight months. Thank you, brother. I can't wait to be back in the beer garden. I love the, the look of the world heavyweight championship. Eight months. Thank you, Jaxo. Randy Washington with a 199. Try Hennessy with OK. Uh, I don't drink Hennessy, Randy. DX Strixers. Thank you, brother, for the 22 months. Coiled Phoenix with 20 months. Hey, J.D., I have a question. Do you think Vince will give the title to either Sammy or Jay Uso as the big F.U. to Cody because of the hatred he has for him? No. Now, Jay Uso and Sami Zayn are not in contention for this new World Heavyweight title. E-Murder99 with a $2 super chat. He says, you're killing it, J.D., and the new title is d- decent. E-Murder says, I'm killing it. Thank you, man. And Chris with a 499. How about Edge winning the World Heavyweight Championship before he retires? Thoughts? I would love to see Edge win a World Championship, period. Whether it's the WWE Championship or the World Heavyweight Championship, it doesn't matter. I'd love to see Edge win a championship, period. Oh, he meant OJ. Try Hennessy with OJ, says Randy Washington. Uh, Maybe. I don't have any Hennessy downstairs, so. Uh, Anyway, guys, I think that's it. I think that's it for me, man. If you enjoyed the stream, I'd love if you let me know what you think down below, man. We kind of unearthed a lot with this new title situation, man. Let me know what you guys think down below in the comment section. What a stream. We had 4,100 fucking people in here, man. I wish WWE would unveil more championships, to be quite honest with you. If that's the type of reaction we're going to be getting. Holy shit. Anyway, man. Thank you guys for joining me on this fine Monday evening. 1,400 likes. You guys killed it with the Super Chats tonight. You guys killed it with the memberships tonight. The viewership tonight, number one, easy, right? Number one. I mean, who 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 was on top of us? Nobody. Is there is there anybody ever on top of us, man? No. No. When there's major news, you're always in the venue. It's been a thing. It's gonna be like that for a very, very, very long time, man. I appreciate you guys very much. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Plenty of it. Extras this weekend. We were live on Thursday with episode 474. You guys will see more videos in your sub boxes this week, man. Tons of news coming. I have a feeling it's going to be a busy week. Keep an eye out for that. Make sure the bell's turned on. Go check out Manscaped, manscaped.com. Code script 20 at checkout. And that's basically it. Next time, 
Next time you see me will be on kick tomorrow night. Resident Evil 4 continuing. We got some whiskey. We got some great tunes. We got some Resident Evil 4 tomorrow night. Maybe a little Destiny with some Nightfalls, Grandmaster Nightfalls. We'll see how we're feeling tomorrow night, man. But uh, that is it. Thank you guys for a great evening. I will see you back in the sub boxes tomorrow. That's all I got, man. That's all I got. Have a good night, guys. Enjoy your Tuesdays, and I'll see you back tomorrow right here on Off the Script. I'll see you guys later.